No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Isaiah prophesies about the future when everyone will see the Lord's glory, the people will be restored, and the highway of holiness will lead to Zion. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 35 on Simply the Bible. Yesterday, we saw what will happen in the day of the Lord when God reveals His wrath against His enemies and against all the unrighteousness and ungodliness of man. I do not believe that I will be here to see that event because we who trust in Jesus Christ are not appointed to wrath but to obtain salvation. Of course, if I get a box seat up in heaven watching it, that's okay with me. Now, all of this indignation and destruction could be called the storm before the calm because Jesus Christ will then return and establish his throne in Israel and there will be peace on earth. We talk about it, we sing about it at Christmas time that the angel said, peace on earth, goodwill toward men, but it won't really happen until Jesus comes the second time. Now, what will this kingdom age be like? Isaiah 35 gives us a sneak preview. The wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice, even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the excellence of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the excellency of our God. Now, ever since the fall of man, the earth has longed for restoration. We long for it. We groan for it. When God will save us from the ravages of sin and death, the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 8, 19, for all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. Oh my, what a wonderful day that will be. Now it is this day of restoration that Isaiah foresees when the parched deserts will blossom as the rose. Now keep in mind that the great tribulation and battle of Armageddon will leave the Middle East a barren wasteland. But when Jesus establishes his kingdom on earth, there will be a new world order that will affect all creation. This is the hope of a garden paradise that is in the heart of every son and daughter of Adam. Paradise lost will be paradise found. And every beautiful, blooming, botanical garden that we see today is but a tiny foretaste of what will exist throughout the planet during the millennial kingdom. You won't want to miss this. Now, Lebanon, Carmel, and Sharon were three of the most fruitful and beautiful places in the land, and yet the desert would become more fruitful and beautiful than them. Moreover, they would all see the glory of the Lord in Jerusalem. In fact, 
the entire world will be drawn to the Holy Land in that day. Zechariah 14, 16 says, And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Then every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful-hearted, Be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Now, already King Sennacherib of Assyria was attacking the cities of Judah. In fact, he boasted that he leveled 46 walled Judean cities because King Hezekiah had not submitted to his yoke and given him tribute. In the next chapter, we will see that he would send his field commander to threaten Jerusalem. In the face of these terrible threats, the people needed to be strengthened and encouraged. The author of Hebrews quotes this passage. Hebrews 12.12 says, Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. You know, when we are surrounded with bad news or challenging circumstances, it is easy for us to be so overwhelmed with what we see that we grow faint of heart. We need to look up to our God and then farther down the road to see what's going to happen. Then we will be encouraged knowing that our God will deliver and reward his faithful ones. Satan will often use fear tactics to discourage people from standing firm against evil. We need to be encouraged and to encourage others because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound judgment. And if we are trusting in the Lord with all our heart and doing our best to keep his word then we can rest assured that he will deliver us in his day. Vengeance belongs to him. He will repay. Behold, your God will come with recompense to save you. So sing hallelujah and be encouraged. Verse 5. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the dumb sing. Jesus quoted these verses when he sent a word of encouragement to John the Baptist who sent word to him, are you the one we should be waiting for or should we look for another? Well, Jesus encouraged John by showing him that he was doing these miracles, which were but a foretaste of the coming kingdom. Verse 6, for water shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of jackals where each lay, there shall be grass with reeds and rushes. Now, according to the prophet Zechariah, when Jesus Christ returns at his second coming, he will set foot on the Mount of Olives, and it will split in two. And out of the valley that is formed 
will flow a river, probably with subterranean waters as its source. Zechariah 14.8 says, And in that day it shall be that living waters shall flow from Jerusalem, half of them toward the eastern sea and half of them toward the western sea in both summer and winter it shall occur. So this shall be a perpetual water source, living water as it's called, and it will flow into the eastern sea, which is the Dead Sea, and it will make that sea alive again. Right now, it, nothing lives in it because of the high salt content, but it will freshen the waters so that it will be teeming with life once again. And then that river of living water will flow into the western sea, the Mediterranean. Thus, it will bring streams into the desert. And the arid wilderness will become green pasture land with reeds and rushes along the river banks. Now, isn't that just a beautiful picture of what the Lord does for us? Jesus, on the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, he shouted with a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink, and out of his belly will flow forth rivers of living water. And if you think about it, we were once a dry, barren wasteland spiritually. But when Jesus Christ revealed himself to us and we answered that call, we trusted in him. He forgave us of our sins. He gave to us the Holy Spirit. And he brought living water into those dry places of our heart. How good the Lord is to bring forth fruit when there was once just barrenness. Verse 8. A highway shall be there, and a road, and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. Whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast go up on it. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return. And come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. There will be a special highway called the Highway of Holiness. In ancient times, there were special roads that only kings and priests could use. But when Jesus Christ returns and reigns in Jerusalem... Everybody will be invited to use this highway and make their pilgrimage to Jerusalem. People from all over the world will come for the annual feast. Now, isn't there a message for us today in this? Who shall draw near to the Lord and enjoy dwelling in his presence? Isn't it those who are walking in the highway of holiness? You know, Jesus talked about that straight and narrow path that we must walk on to enter the kingdom of heaven. God has made the way for us. Jesus Christ, through his one sacrifice on the cross, has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. We don't have to strive to be perfect in our own strength because we will never be perfect in our own strength. But the Lord has perfected us through his sacrifice as we have trusted in him. And now the way is open for everyone who believes. Whosoever will come, let him drink of the waters of life freely. 
But those who are unclean cannot enter if they are holding on to their sins. Fortunately, the fountain for cleansing has been opened for us. The blood of Jesus Christ purifies us from all sin. If we will believe in him and turn from our sin, the devil who prowls about like a roaring lion shall not be in this highway. He has no power over those who belong to Jesus Christ. We have been ransomed by the Lord and the devil has no claim on us. Therefore, let us draw near to this spiritual Zion with singing, with glad hearts. May everlasting joy be on our heads and in our hearts. And may sorrow and sighing flee away. The highway of holiness is but a foretaste of the glories that await us in the age to come. And I think we need to think about this more often, especially as it gets darker and darker out there, especially as the resistance against the truth of Jesus Christ increases, how much more we need to keep in mind the beauty that God has prepared for those who love Him. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Next week, we will see where King Sennacherib of Assyria threatens the Jews in Jerusalem that if they don't surrender, they will be destroyed. The Jewish officials tear their clothes in sorrow. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Isaiah on Simply the Bible.